Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. It is December 9th. Oh, and I didn't tell you this, Mitch. It is my daughter's first birthday today. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Special. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good day today. Um, it's been a little bit since we did our last cast. We, um, we had some time together, which was pretty fun. Tried to share a little bit of that in the blog, but yeah, we'll chat about that a little, little today as well. That was a, we had a great weekend last weekend. Um, and we're happy to be back casting. So, um, yeah. What's been going on with you? How's things? Yeah, man. Well, not too much since I, I just seen you a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, not too much has happened since, but, um, yeah, no, the weekend was a good time. I know we said we were going to try to get some podcasts in during the weekend, but we ended up kind of getting busy and, you know, ended up having some fun. We got some good training in for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it was a good time. We'll jump into that a little bit later, but nothing, nothing too much new since. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was. We, and I remember we said we were going to try to cast a little bit or maybe once or twice and, um, it just didn't end up happening. It, uh, you know, ironically got into town super, not super late, but after a very long drive and I was, you know, I was foggy for a little bit and we, of course we still had to get stuff done because um, not only, of course, not only were we hanging out, but we had a conference to go to and we kind of had to help set up for that conference a little bit. So um, yeah, got in town six, seven on Friday, had to go get some drinks and snacks and I guess load up uh, some some coolers and just be prepared for that stuff for Saturday and then Saturday morning no no real time to cast Friday Friday we worked out pretty darn late um, but that was a lot of fun and um, I say pretty darn late it was what like nine o'clock and it's funny for me to say I worked out at nine o'clock because I've been in bed at 8 30 before <laughs> so um i remember calling my wife and telling her i gotta go i'm going to get a workout in or whatever and she's looking at me like i'm crazy from from bed basically but <laughs> hey we're not together that often so it was worth it for sure no it's the first and last time she'll you meander down my way <laughs> yeah right no no um, back with no hair on your head yeah yeah that's true <laughs> got a, a nice head shave in around 10 10 30 p.m on friday <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah it was awesome and then you know let's talk we should talk about the clinic a little bit because that was cool yeah for sure um it was uh NSCA clinic, the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Um, it was a, just a state clinic. It wasn't like a regional conference or anything, but it was a it was a collaborative clinic between Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. It was essentially right by your hometown. It was in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, really cool facility. Um, 
it was a, I mean, I think it was a pretty good day. Um, those clinics are always hit and miss. And I think um, for the most part, that was pretty standard. There was some really, really good stuff, some stuff that was just okay. You know, it was, it wasn't, um, it's not like groundbreaking research, but it is evidence-based and it was pretty, it was, it was pretty good. It was entertaining and it was educational. So that was fun. We'll talk about that a little bit too. And then, um, you know, wrapping that up at the end of the day. And then what else did we get in? Got home, got in another quick workout. And um, I guess then at that point it was, it was college football that we were kind of diving into instead of uh, sitting down for a cast, but lots of catching up good times. <clears throat> so it was, it was all worth it, but yeah, here we are episode 47. Um, if you're following along, thanks for doing that. You can catch all the other episodes um, on Spotify, Podbean, Google podcasts. You can catch all the links on our website, hillpursuit.com. Find us on social media at Hill Pursuit, Facebook and Instagram. And of course we would love to get some more of this. So if you have, um, if you have any, you know, if you feel any certain way about reaching out to us or commenting on things or sharing things, send us an email, hillpursuit at gmail.com. We'd love to interact with you there. Um, that's one thing we are trying to do. I get we can speak to that too, I guess, but we're trying to figure out ways to, to, uh, get a little bit more interaction, maybe, um, get some more emails, you know, get some more listener comments, things like that. I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit, Mitch. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, we, we actually chat about that quite often and you know, what ways you can get people to, you know, see where you see where the listeners are at, see if there are questions or if there's something that we're not touching upon or, you know, feedback of maybe, maybe what we could do different or we could do better, or if they're, tra if it's training related, you know, that's obviously why we're a big reason that we do our podcast. Um, I think that's one thing we really want to, we would love to start doing is interacting with, with some more people and, you know, hopefully start having more people here, hear what we're talking about and whether it's programming, you know, anything along those lines. Um, we definitely would love to, definitely love to start interacting more in that realm. Um, we kind of talk about ways to, to maybe improve or maybe increase the likeliness of getting people to reach out. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think if people want to reach out, they will. And if they don't, they're not going to, but, you know, you know, I always say that the, the question that you don't, that people don't ask, it's never going to get an answer to. So um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We're just, we're going to keep doing what we do, maybe start changing stuff here and there. But um, yeah, if you definitely have something for us, let us know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I think it'd be really cool to get to the point where, you know, we can sit here and in the middle of a podcast episode, you know, 10, 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes in to say, hey, if you have a question about this, let us know. Or well, how do you feel about this? And then just kind of get some responses, which would be really cool. I know, you know, if, if we take a step back and look at the numbers, you know, it kind of gets a, it's a little deceptive, I guess, because people are downloading and people are listening. Mm -hmm. um you know sure it may be two people <laughs> you know it, it's not right. like we have a, some crazy number of people listening but um just getting that interaction we we're gonna try to find some ways to do that better and 
of course, if you have ideas for us or some feedback for us, just don't be, don't be shy. Don't hesitate to let us know. And billpursuit at gmail.com. You can even leave comments just on the website and that goes directly to that email too. Um, but then of course our social platforms. So check us out, try to, try to interact with us a little bit. We would love that. And we'll find some better ways that we can do that too. So, um, but yeah, more to come on that front, um, in the future. And, um, you just keep following along and we'll take the, the ride along the journey together is what we plan to do. So anyway, let's talk about, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the weekend and then that we'll just kind of see where that goes. But, um, what was our first workout and why did we do it? So the Friday night get in, I had like a six and a half hour drive. Um, actually getting there didn't feel that bad. It, you know, driving out to you didn't feel didn't feel bad at all. Um, but I was just kind of foggy and tired because six and a half to seven hours of travel isn't, isn't just a little bit. And of course that's a ton of sitting, but, um, so yeah, get in super dark, got to go get food and stuff, get food and everything, um, for the, for the clinic the next day, get back and, Welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, so, no. yeah, tell us about what we did. Yeah, our first session, that was just kind of, I already kind of had it. I had to do it anyway. It was kind of outlined. I kind of ran the ship on uh, on that night. What did we do? It was, uh, I kind of threw you into the fire right off the get-go. Because, I mean, obviously, you're extremely fit. But, you know, it's always something a little different, you know. And, uh, Absolutely. We, we, we train a little different right now. Um and uh, we did, and it, it was fun. So it was, it was I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. It was nice having someone else to, to train with because you definitely, uh, I mean, I do have some, I do have a buddy that trained with me, but it's, uh, we don't get to do it every day together. But when someone is there, you know, you, de- you definitely push me. You know, that's that's for sure. So we did, uh, I think we had five sets of 25 burpees with a minute rest, um, five sets of 42 uh, weight vest squats and then uh but that was like every that was like a minute rest and then we finished off with five by six very strict pull-ups um and then uh, we did a six minute just kind of finisher um bro sesh with uh some bicep curls um yeah we sure did yeah you know <sighs> and the reason i do that stuff is i never i always hated training arms absolutely despised it um, but I always come back to the whole in, injury prevention type thing, you know, um, with your, with the bicep, definitely we start that lifting heavy, um, like something along those lines, vulnerable to a bicep tear. So I do try to put more time into that and it's nothing. My intensity is not there. I have a little bit of volume in and I just get the work done. So we did that. And, um, so that was a good one. And then, um, I kind of just, I think Saturday, I was just like, yo, man, come up with something like you said we didn't we kind of gave ourselves x amount of time um to get a session in i was just you know put something together and you put a put a good one together and that, that was also a good time as well yeah um speaking to your point real quick first of all you're 100 right like when you train when you train with other people 
it can, I think it can go like one of two ways and really nothing in between. And now that I'm thinking about it and saying it out loud, like you either train with people who you kind of have to drag along and it doesn't really feel like you're training. It feels like you're almost babysitting. Um, now if you're the coach and you need to coach, that's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah, about training. Yeah. I'm talking about your training. So you're either training with someone that you feel like you need to like almost drag through like, like someone that says they're going to train with you, but they really have no clue what they're doing or what, you know, whatever. We've had some of those experiences I'm sure. And um, kind of feels like you're babysitting a little bit. And then there's the other, the flip side, the exact opposite, which I like to think we were a little bit uh, closer to is that you train with someone who um, can, can really push you in a little bit of everything. And even if they're not completely pushing you, they bring out better training from you, you know, and, you know, I know I'm not like pushing you to in the way that you train. I definitely don't, I don't like really challenge the way that you train, but I think that we, it looked like we brought out a pretty decent uh, training stimulus in one another. I felt like it, it worked really, really well for me at least. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was a fun little workout for me. I don't typically, um, I probably don't condition like that more than, more than once a week or, or two to three times in about a two week span. So um yeah, I like that stuff a lot. And um, especially now for me in the off season, it fell kind of like right in perfectly into place for just kind of getting out, moving and having fun. And um, that, that was a really fun one. I enjoyed that. I mean, it sucked, you know, but it was, <laughs> it was fun. And I think that's a workout that you do by yourself and it's just a completely different stimulus. Dude, I've been doing that workout now, like two or three times a week for the last like five weeks. Yeah. That's, that's a hard getting- one. It is getting old. It's very monotonous, you know. Um, yeah. It, it's tough, and but there's nothing like you're not loading weight on a bore and trying to PR on something. Um, that's the part that gets a little bit stagnant. It's like, hey, do this many reps in X amount of time, and that's kind of it. And and the reason there's a means to the end for this, and uh, that actually comes to a close tomorrow, um, where all this has got to get put on the, uh, I get put on the. Uh, on the playing field tomorrow and need to perform. So we'll come back to the drawing boards and training, but that's what I've been doing. Like you said, when you do it by yourself, it definitely, it's a, it's a mind game because there's, I can't say how many times I go out to the garage and like, Oh man, like it's just discipline has to carry me in there because it's just kind of a drag. Like there's, I do not get excited to do that. I mean, like you said, if you're going to do it like once, maybe every like four weeks, hundred percent, but it's just kind of been, um, it's been a grind. I'm not going to lie about it. Um, but with, with doing it with you, that, that was fun. It was like a whole different like atmosphere. So, yeah, I think so. And I just think that the structure of that workout too is one that if you don't have discipline with your own training, then um, it's, it's really easy to like dog that workout. It's really easy to um, just kind of slack through it, I guess. Um because it's, it's burpees, weighted squats and pull-ups. I mean, how easy is it when you're completely by yourself to just like slowly chip away at the burpees and not really push the pace or, you know, not get full depth on your squat or maybe just not, not throw the vest on today because you're by yourself and you don't feel like it or, 
you know, kip on your pull-ups because nobody's watching, you know, it's just, it's one of those workouts where there's so many, so many small areas that you can just make it so much easier if yeah, you're, sure. if you're bored or if you're overtrained or whatever. But the fact that you have somebody there with you, I feel like we pushed pretty good. I, I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't breaking any sound barriers or anything, but I feel like we pushed that one pretty good. I, I don't think that, I don't think that will let you go too fast. If you try to go too fast, you won't get back up from a burpee. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the rest, the rest become shorter and shorter and um, you know, I, you need to have an aerobic base for that workout. It might sound like you don't, but you do, you do need to. I mean, sure. five, six, 25 burpees by that third set, like halfway through that third set. That's where I think the suck fest starts. You know, the first two sets, you know, you can kind of, you know, yeah. you, chip, you know, you chip away and then it's a long haul. Then it's like, okay, I'm just going to just start hammering out singles, but in a, a, a fast type way. That's how I break it down. It's like, I can always do one more rep. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I agree, man. You definitely could slack on it. Um, but I can tell you, I have, I have not done that session once where I walked out. I'm like, man, that was easy today. Right. It feels, feels crappy every time. Well, yeah, that's a testament to, that's a testament to work your work ethic too. I mean, cause I do think that that's a, I, I really do. I think that's a session that a lot of people, if you do it by yourself, you can dog it, you can make it really easy. You can take shortcuts. Um, so the fact that you do that by yourself and you, you work hard at it every time. I mean, that's just a testament to the way that you train, frankly, but yeah, that was a good one. And then, um, uh, we'll come back, we'll circle back to the clinic. I'll, we'll just, the, the, the next one was cool too. So yeah, we were a little bit more on a time crunch, I guess, not really a time crunch, but I have a, uh, I have a health, I like to call it a healthy addiction to college football. So, um, not having not having watched any throughout the day on Saturday. Of course, I was itching to uh, put my butt in front of a TV and watch some football. But um, uh, what, were, what, what was I saying? Okay, so yeah, we finished the clinic around what like four four or so, and then we drove home. And um, definitely wanted to train, but we put a little uh, not really a time cap, but we just knew it would be a quicker one. So it ended up being, you know, probably a similar time frame. We just, it just kind of felt like we put a, a cap on it, but it was about 35, 40 or 35, 40, 45 with warm up and cool down and everything. But um, that one was 800 meter run intervals. Um, and then just, what was it? Three separate uh, five minute AM wraps. So, we, I think we picked, yeah, we did, it was four, wasn't it four? I don't remember. I know it was four runs. I think it was just three. three <clears throat> and um, we just did an AMRAP, just as many, as many rounds or repetitions as, as possible that you could fit into a time frame. So we just did two movements each. We picked our own rep scheme, which I think we were pretty close anyway. I don't, I don't even remember what I did, but I loved this one. It was a lot of fun. Um, you had a probably probably 50 to 60 pound quarter keg mm -hmm. um, filled with sand, which was awesome. And we just did some rows and overhead press with one of the AMRAPs. I think for me, I did like sets of 10 and 8 or 10 and 10, something like that. And then there was... Um, Gosh, what was the next one? There was a yeah. kettle, kettlebell Sand swing. 
sandbag get up and yeah. uh, kettlebell, kettlebell yeah, swing. You, you did a get up. I was doing like a over the shoulder clean or something with a, how heavy was that sandbag? Like 30 maybe? Yeah, probably right around 30. Yeah. yeah. 30, 35. About a, a single, single pood or 35 pound kettlebell and then 30, 35 sandbag for that too, which was a good one. Then last was a TRX row and an RDL with a really lightweight. So probably about 10 and 10 there too, but yeah, just movement, just movement for five minutes after the run. Um, pretty much just a small transition back to the run. And um, I, I don't find, I don't find a whole lot of people that can really push me on, on running intervals. And I was definitely struggling to keep up with your run intervals for sure. And I probably wasn't even keeping up with them, but that was a really, really good one for me too. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like opposite, man. Like if we would have went out on like a road run, I would have been <laughs> probably blowing chunks. So well, just <laughs> whatever. What, what were you saying? You were saying, um, well, I'm not running fi uh, 50 miles or whatever <laughs> you were saying, you know, so it's not, it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like you can't do a slower intensity. Obviously you can, you work out super high intensity a lot more than I do. Uh, you know, obviously I have based on, just based on what I do, my intensity needs to be low and slow. So hmm. training that isn't always the most entertaining and luxurious way to train, but, um, so you could obviously keep up with my workouts, but then of course, like the, the actual, um, performance of long and slow when it comes to six, seven hours, or maybe, you know, upwards of a, you know, I only did it once, but the, uh, the full is really just more of a mental thing, which I, I've said before, and I'll say again, I think anybody on the planet can do it. You just have to have, um, you just got to prepare for a really, really long, horrible day. And of course the training has to, it can't be as intense as what you do normally, but you could do it. There's, it's there's a reason. Like I say, like, say there's like a reason. Yeah, absolutely. 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 And I like that too. And I, and I, I implement it. I don't implement it nearly as often as you, but that anaerobic effort is very, very important. And um, yeah, I, that was really fun for me to kind of, just get back into, um, you know, like, like the garage style workout. Mm -hmm. Um, because I actually, I used to have a bunch of stuff in a garage and, um, I liked training like that. It was, it, it's a lot of fun. And, um, now I just kind of have, a my own dungeon in my, in my basement, I guess. But, um, training like that is really, really good for, um, every sport. I think, I don't know if every sport needs to train like that every single day. And obviously I know that you have higher intensity days and lesser intensity days. And of course you have rest days or more restful and recovery days. Of course, it's not like you go in there like a maniac every single day. Um, you know, I know you're a maniac, but I also know you're smart. So, um, it's, it's, it's nice to change it up like that for me from time to time. So I, I had a lot of fun over the weekend with training. Um, yeah, I, I kind of want to do the opposite. I kind of want to uh, step into your wheelhouse a little bit. You know, I kind of been thinking and um, seeing how maybe we can line something up. We kind of 
briefly talked about doing something here in a couple of weeks, but that fell through. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't mind, you know, kind of having you put me on something like that and we kind of just dive into it. And uh, yeah, I think, I think I would maybe do like a two or th- like a, maybe like a four week build before I would do something like that just to get, uh, just to build that aerobic capacity and kind of seeing too, I'm kind of curious to see how, you know, I'm probably like in the middle right now. I don't think I'm full. I'm definitely not full like aerobic base right now. I'm definitely not full anaerobic base right now. I think I kind of have like that medium type training going on. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see how it will carry over into uh, more on like the full aerobic side. Yeah. 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 It'd be cool if we could, um, you know, not anytime soon, I guess, cause it's December, but find like a sprint triathlon that we could both do or something. Yeah, man, absolutely. Just, you know, throw you on something for a few weeks just to make sure you don't drown and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then just, and then just kind of rip the, rip the rest of it. Um, would be a lot of fun to, to just. I like drag, of, I'm just like drag my mountain bike there. <laughs> people do, people do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I think I remember the very first sprint that I did uh, because I was a horrible swimmer. Um, there were like young kids on mountain bikes that I didn't end up passing until like the last couple miles of the ride. <laughs> like they're, they're not clipped into their pedals. Um, you know, they're in t-shirts and shorts. Yeah. Just, exactly. just myself on the bike. In the, in the meanwhile, I'm like flopping around like a dead fish in the water, just trying to get to my bike. And they're already like eight miles in. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh man. That was humbling for sure. I mean, that's the thing about, uh, you know, a sprint, I would not say at all is an endurance uh, event. It's not, but um, it's kind of in the world of at least the endurance, aerobic endurance. So that's what I was going to say is the thing about that, uh, that world is you can't tell how someone's going to do by looking at them. It's crazy. Like there's all different body types and ages that are smoking you and that you're smoking you don't know how good someone's gonna do you know based on what they look like I mean it's a little bit different than strength power if you see somebody all ripped up and big muscles you probably know they're pretty strong or at least trained to get pretty strong you know what I mean so it's a little different it, you know at the, at the highest levels it's always the same you know what somebody looks like at the highest levels course i'm not talking about the highest levels but um yeah so these little kids were smoking me it was hilarious but um yeah that'd be sweet we should actually let's let's put some uh let's put some teeth into that and see if we can find something early part of the season that'd be fun to do something together um the clinic briefly i guess because we're already kind of ripping but um i thought the clinic was cool so you know i'm the as the PA state director, I was just kind of working with Delaware and New Jersey to set it up. Um, so I had a lot to do logistically on leading up to it. And then I guess a little bit the day of, um, not nearly as much as I thought I'd have to do. So I, you know, we were able to listen to basically all of the speakers, which was cool. Um, I guess we'll just, I'll just talk about some of our favorites. I really, really liked the first guy, um, the high school coach. Yeah, I wish I had his uh, his information, but he was probably my top as well. Yeah, 
Well, I definitely have his information. I can, you know, I'm pretty sure a day or two after the clinic. Well, actually, wait, it's Thursday. So they should be sending some info out um, regarding everybody's contact. Yeah, true. So anyways, um, there's a high school coach who was speaking about getting kids back up to speed after dealing with, you know, staying at home for COVID and, you know, lockdowns and training at home or not training at home or training at home and training way too much at home and then just dealing with all of the inconsistencies of fitness that walk back into the weight room due to COVID. And there were a few different scenarios I thought were like super, super beneficial and probably very, very accurate at the high school level. And I know for sure last semester, not really so much into this semester, but last semester for me, these were all very true. Whatever he was speaking to was very true at the college level where I was anyways. But um, you have kids that go home and the world shuts down for 18 months to two years, close to two years at this point. And you have some kids who didn't train at all because they couldn't motivate themselves. Then you had some kids who trained uh, sufficient volume and intensity, but they didn't have any oversight from a coach. So they may have been exacerbating issues, technique problems. They didn't get any feedback. And then you, Pair that with kids who trained way too much because they were bored and they either trained correctly, but it was too much. So they became overtrained or they trained incorrectly. And then they come back in and they have all these musculoskeletal problems and tendon issues and inflammation. And it was just like a beautiful cocktail of all the different problems you could see at the high school level is, is basically what he was explaining and how to deal with it and I just thought there was so much value to that first talk of the day not to mention he was a good speaker he commanded the room pretty well kept everybody's attention you know at 9 a.m when everybody is <laughs> I guess that's that's not an early time of day right we're sitting here at 5 30 but I mean for people who you know aren't morning people I guess 9 a.m would be the first and first talk of the day and probably the hardest to follow along with what do you think yeah no I first I agree with the whole the whole COVID and the uh dealing with the uh the problems that he had to face you know he was talking about how you would get some kids just send them crazy things they were doing at home and you know I can't it's hard to knock a kid for even trying to train at home you know I mean that's that's you, you can't really even either hey they're doing the wrong thing but you know where their heart is I think and that's uh I, I think you could commend that and you probably did and not only did I think you know just his, so he touched on points but I thought his philosophy is what really resonated with me and that's why I really um I like listening to him and you know I didn't agree with everything that he said but you know my I think my um beliefs on a lot of things were pretty close to his and a lot of it was he fostered his weight room about making the kids accountable for their own actions and um I think that was huge you know especially at a young age if you I'm not sure if people listen have ever had the opportunity to work with the youth um I fortunately I have um I did an internship at Lehigh University for strength conditioning and their uh, their coach also ran a uh, speed and agility camp with some uh, youth athletes 
that I got to, uh, to help out. And, um, you know, it's, you sometimes I think, you know, as a coach, you're like constantly over their shoulder, do this right, do that right, which, yeah, absolutely, you have to be coaching. But there comes a point where I think, and it's unique how to get them to do this without even realizing they're doing it. And that's getting them to, to know when they mess up and to fix it. And then other kids, you know, he, he commented, I like this, some of the older kids taking charge where he wouldn't even have to coach. Yes. Um, and, and with that being said, that's not him being lazy. That's he put that much work in in the forefront when these kids were younger, where they know everything by the time they're juniors, seniors, where they're able to coach like maybe the freshmen coming up through. And that's just, you know, that gives him more time to focus on the kids that might that might need it. And that was really, I, I thought that was cool. And then another one um, that really resonated with me when he was looking at his groupings. Um, and this kind of goes back to you and I talking about your training partners. You know, you get those training partners where it's like, a, you know, it's kind of like, man, I, would, I could really take off right now, but I got to make sure you don't pass out because you're, you know, you, you can't, you're not keeping up or whatever. And, um, he said when he grouped his, when he made his groups that would train together, he wouldn't put like all the, all the studs in one group or all, all the kids that, you know, were just absolute monsters on the same group. He's like, I divvied it up. And he's like, so that way they could coach each other. That's why they were pushing each other. And um, I think that was really cool. And that's what I mean. Not only I thought, like you said, he was a great speaker, his, what he did was fantastic with the COVID, but I think just the overall, how he bases what he does, I think that was, I think that's what made him, made him so good. Yeah, and I think he also, <clears throat> he he really stressed, I mean, you, you said it um, a couple times, but he really stressed um, like teaching the kids how to teach or yeah. coaching the kids how to coach and, you know, you're, you're right. Because if you put all the monsters together, then they're going to goof around. They may not push one another. And then the kids below them are going to see that. And, um, they're going to goof around. They'll never improve. They'll never learn the, the correct technique. But if you divvy up the kids who all know what they're doing, that forces them to hold other people accountable and yeah. they have to be more in tune with what everybody in the group's doing. Um, so it forces every, it brings everybody's level up. The kids who already know what they're doing have to pay more attention to the kids that don't, the kids that don't know what they're doing are getting more feedback from people who do know what they're doing and everybody's growing, you know? Yeah. So I think what, what I found is so important. Like if you're listening right now and you're not a strength coach or whatever, just that way of thinking and just the leadership aspect I thought it's phenomenal like I don't care if you work in an office if you work on a if you're working on a job site you know just overall leadership that I think he was able to implement um, was fantastic and like he said he's a role model and I think that's uh, people can't forget that no matter where you are you're always being watched um, especially by a young kid you know that could definitely be like uh, your time to make a difference and uh, Man, something just slipped through my mind that I thought else was was very interesting that he said. <sighs> he said he was um, not only a role model, he was like, I'm a coach, I'm a parent, I'm a sibling. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I have all these hats now because COVID, you know, COVID has influenced so many people's lives at home too. So these kids, 
may interact too much with their parents or not enough with their parents. And they come in, they got all these problems. He's the psychologist. He's the psychiatrist. He's the guidance counselor. He's the coach. He's the friend. Nutritionist. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got all, he wears all these hats now because everybody COVID has affected everybody so differently. Um, not just with training, but with family life. So he literally is just wearing all the hats, dealing with all the issues. Um, and I think unless you're in that high school world and, you know, I'm not at all right now. So unless you're in that world, you really don't understand the complexity of, of being that strength coach and, and wearing all those hats. And it was, I loved to hear that perspective. I love to hear how efficient he was at dealing with everything. And I think you're right, Mitch, that, you know, that type of leadership that he was coaching his kids to have that applies everywhere. You know, that's, that's just part of being a team and a team member, wherever your team is, you know, if you're yeah, and not to keep going on him, we can move on to another speaker, but yeah. along that, I think, I think I said, I, I really resonated with him and I thought the other part and like, again, sport or not sport, he talked about, you know, really getting that middle group better. He's like, you're always going to have the, and I think people that listen to this, that just exercise can really benefit from this. Like where they're like, oh, I go into the gym and I'm like looking over someone's, someone's just like running out, running me either out. I put a bench. I've been going to the gym now for like two years and I can't even, my, my training partner is just absolutely demolishing me. I'm not getting any better um, or I'm not even getting close to them. Okay. And this is where he was saying, you know, you're always going to have that outlier. You're always yes. going to have that one or two, one or two people ever that come along that are just freaks. And that's why they are freaks because that, you know, they, at that age too, when you're in high school, they don't have to put the work in and they just, they can show up and they, they will perform. Um, and, uh, and that's the same thing. I think don't get frustrated. If you've been going to the gym, you're seeing people there that are just, you know, there might be someone that you walk in, they have like, five plates on either side of the bar squatting okay they're probably like that they're probably the outlier but look around the rest of the gym the rest of them are the middle of the pack that are there just putting in the work and you like related that to a team too where you know you're going to have one or two kids on the team that are just they're freaks but if you to really build that team is getting that middle group better and yeah. that's pretty much what's going to make you what's going to allow you to win and uh, again i think that's true for everything in life if you have a team you know the, the freaks are going to be freaks and then get everyone else on board to kind of kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. And that has to be so hard at a young age too, because, you know, you're going to see your peers not working as hard, but just being so much stronger or faster or taller. And it's like, man, I work so hard. I just can't do what that person can do. What's the point of me working this hard, you know? So I think him speaking to that point was also really important how to reach the middle um, because the middle is very, very important. Um, you know, I think he gave some examples where kids never weight trained and they just yeah. got stronger over time. I'm like sure you know them. What's that? I know, I'm sure you know people that. Oh my just... God. Yeah. I can, I can think of the, the first kid that comes to mind is a kid from my wrestling team in high school who just threw people around and went home and played video games all day. It just blew my mind. But, um, yeah. Yeah, those people exist. The, his example was like some a friend of his who made it to the MLB That's as a right. pitcher, no less. Just like in high school, just sat down, never lifted before, and repped 225 for whatever it was, six reps. 
Then he did the same thing in college, but it was like 295. Then he did the same thing for like his tryout and it was like 315 or something. 315 for reps. Yeah. And then it and then like recently, and he still doesn't train because he just never has. So they didn't <laughs> they didn't break the mold or anything or break whatever he was doing. And it was like three something else for multiple reps. It's just like some people like that just exist. They just grow and they get stronger. They have proper movement and they're, and they're just really strong or fast people. He gave some other crazy example of someone who doesn't really run, but they ran like a five minute mile. And that was him. It was the same dude. It was him. Oh, it was the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same dude. Yeah. so. So this guy was a freaking multiple, multiple worlds of fitness, I guess. Um, and then he just like went out and randomly ran either. He was either like a half or a full marathon at like a five thirty pace. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the same dude he was talking about. He yeah, throws like a I mean, mile an hour fastball. I mean, it, that's like the story of, you know, the kid who doesn't do anything, but shows up to the mile run in gym class and runs the mile in four minutes. And then all of a sudden has like some massive career in running. And then you like, see him smoking a pack of cigarettes after school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that would be, I mean, that's those people. And, but, but I mean, at, at a young age, it's hard to look at that person and not feel like you're not working hard enough. Or, you know, if you're a high schooler and you, and you show up and the video gamer shows up to the mile run and beats everybody by four minutes that's got to be frustrating for a high school kid who works their butt off, you know? So I think his, his perspective on reaching the middle was really valuable in that sense too. Um, we don't really have to go a whole lot farther, but there were some other good talks too. Um, some talks about, uh, centered around, you know, mindfulness and peak performance, I think was another good one. Um, just getting people to, you know, practice mindfulness and, and just be intentional with their thoughts uh, focused around peak performance. Some other good ones on, um, um, I like the last guy too, who was, um, speaking about, um, like different, different ways to motivate kids in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Um, he was high school too. Um, right, he, was yeah. at, he was from like a very, very, very competitive high school, but, um, you know, the way that he structured, team activities and team competitions and points and taking videos and positive reinforcement and getting the best out of kids. It was just like a little bit of everything, you know, that he discussed from the high school level also, which I thought was super valuable, super important. So he had a whole system developed. Yeah. He had a lot of details that Mm -hmm. honestly I would have loved for him to speak on longer, but um, it was, it was really good. It felt like he was competition based. Yeah, it was, it was competitive, but it was like really friendly competition. It wasn't, um, it was like a, a year long system and yeah. it was really neat how he awarded points throughout the year and you got extra credit or points for doing things throughout the day and posting what you're eating to social media and getting a workout in and having somebody confirm that you got it in, even if it was at home, like it was really neat how he structured his like you said, the system that he had in place. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, and then uh, after that, got home, got that second workout in with the 800s and then watched some college football. And that was that was a fun day. And then, um, yeah, made the trek back home, woke up super early Saturday or Sunday just to get back. And um, I actually got back before noon, which was crazy. Um, 
but it was worth it because I needed the rest of the day to hang out with the girls, get some things done around the house. And, uh, you know, here we are big week and, um, what's going on this weekend for you? What I'm trying to think what I have. I mean, I actually have, um, I'm having a, a family, a uh, little party for, uh, my, my daughter who turned one today, I'm having some family over Saturday and then hopefully just relaxing and getting prepared for some more finals, uh, heading into next week. But yeah, this is a busy time for me with, uh, with school and stuff. What else, what else do you have going on? I work all weekend. So yeah, yeah. pretty much going to consume my weekend and probably start, uh, probably start thinking where I'm going to take my training. I'm really at a toss up. I miss putting heavy weights on a barbell, but I also kind of, I'm like already at the point where I'm this far down the kind of pushing the aerobic part, <laughs> see where I could see what kind of rabbit hole I could dig myself in. Cause I'm yeah. afraid though, dude, I'm afraid if I go down it, it's like going to be bad. Like I'm going to start like, like I want to be out for like a whole weekend, just trying to get as many miles as I could. Like I, I like think it's gonna be bad. Um, like I like listen to like a Goggins or a uh, yeah yeah um, or something like that, and be like, all right, well I'm gonna go put a tent somewhere and just meander around all weekend. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was the Goggins. I think he, I don't. I'm not gonna say it's Goggins challenge. I know that he popularized it that uh, 48 miles in 48 hours. Um, a lot of people do that. Uh, we were texting about that the other day, but a lot of people do it. I just know that he's popularized it and along with some other people, but um, yeah, yeah it, that little challenge would be fun to do sometime. It's um, you know, we'll put it on the back burner and we'll probably revisit it one day, but it's running four miles every four hours over the course of 48 hours. So you accumulate 48 miles in 48 hours. Um, you know, the, the, the acute response of four, four miles in four hours is easy. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you have the whole aspect of potential sleep deprivation, because it's not like you're running, you can't go run 12 hours or 12 miles in 12 hours and count that because then you get to sleep for another, um, 10 hours. Yeah. It's almost like two training sessions. Right. So it's not go run 12 miles and sleep for 10 hours and do that four times, four times. It's four miles in four hours. And you have to deal with the, the element of sleep deprivation and exhaustion. And, you know, it's 12 workouts over the course of two days. So, um, I think that's a cool challenge. It'd be fun to do that sometime kind of record overall time record yeah. some heart rate stuff would be really fun, but, um, yeah, we'll put it on the back burner for now. Um, just cause it's a busy time of year, but, um, we'll find time to do that sometime. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, anything else from you? No, man. Enjoy your first birthday cool. with your daughter. Yeah. Thanks. And, um, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Please keep listening, share, like, subscribe to our stuff at Hill Pursuit on social hillpursuit.gmail.com for, uh, any, any email comments or, or suggestions, and then uh, hillpursuit.com where you can access the daily blog and all other podcast episodes from Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts. This was episode 47. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.